really appreciate whatever you told us. I have a personal question, you can choose not to answer it also. Uh, uh, very often in a social sense we see that uh, conversion to one of these prophetic monotheistic faiths also leads to sort of friction within the family, historically as yeah. well as in the contemporary situation. Mm -hmm. Have you felt that in your own family because of your coming to Sanatana Dharma is one question which you may choose yeah, not yeah. to answer. Yeah, yeah. And uh, how do you actually get over that from the from an individual viewpoint? My parents were first not very happy, said I, I had taken quite a lot of money. I had studied, studied last late because I was with Lufthansa earlier. I did a three years training and uh, worked some time and then I studied and then during my studies I, I earned some money. had a quite good, quite a good business actually, uh, selling crepes you said. That's why I, sometimes when they tweet about Pakora stalls and so I always support because I, don't, I never earned as well as I earned at that time, <laughs> so later. So uh, I came with quite some money. So my mother was a little, I took it in private checks. She, she was a little worried, you know, because I had planned to go to Australia actually to see if I could work there and could stay there. I was open-minded. So when I stayed in India, they were not happy, but it was okay when I started to write. Because then they had published articles and uh, they liked, so my, my daughter is doing something, she doesn't earn much money, but uh, at least she's doing something. So in this way, uh, it was okay. My mother was, once she was telling me on phone, I have to be ashamed of you. And it, it so happened that I had written about Saibaba. And I had, at that time, I had written positively, like, and some neighbor had asked my mother, your daughter has a guru, hasn't he? And you couldn't in insult her more. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, so strange, but it, it was like this. So then she, she said, I have to be ashamed of you. Then I didn't go for seven years. I didn't go to Germany. They came in between. And, but towards the last, 15 years or so, she was very happy that I was in India. She really wanted me to stay in India. I talked a lot to her. Even my uncle, who was a, a priest, he, he also liked my story about Hindu tradition. And so in the end, she, was, she, she wants me to stay in India. I, last year she left, but uh, she was fine with it, yeah. And uh, how to deal with it? I, I can't help it, no? I mean, what I feel, I... I mean, the, the other problem is when you, when you, uh, Hindu Dharma, you are a normal person. But when you convert to Christianity, then you become uh, an unnormal person, basically, in the sense that you become more narrow. You have to you believe something, that you have to believe even that your parents go to hell if they don't convert. So you have to tell them that it's nonsense. I mean, how can you believe such a nonsense? Just be open. Force right, no? It uh, happens so often that um, even even children convert for getting into schools or whatever. No? So it's it's very sad state. We should we should not allow it really, because yeah. Yeah, whether sadhana and meditation is the same thing or there is a distinction between the two, sadhana and the meditation. The, I think sadhana encompasses more. Whatever you do, 
I mean, even if you do yoga, you, you do pranayama in the morning, you do chapa. No? So sadhana is, is what you choose as your path to connect, even just prayer, praying, please help me to, to let me see you or let me see the truth. So I think sadhana is, is a broad spiritual practice, you could say, whereas meditation is uh, either on chapa or on the press or just trying to be empty. No? Do we need really a guru? And there are so many gurus available. How to choose a particular guru? That's what I said. I don't think you have to go out and search for a guru. I mean, if, if you feel uh, I want to do breathing pattern, go and take a course in, in uh, Ravi Shankar's uh, basic course. Or even go and uh, go and see how, how it feels with Mama, Miss Amma. But... Uh, do yoga from Baba Ramdev's TV shows. So if, if a guru comes your way, then you will see, does it feel right or not? But uh, I don't think you have to search for a guru. You have to search for yourself. Try to not only, uh, on one hand, of course, imagine Bhagwan. Like for me, it was always Shiva, sort of, from beginning, or Krishna, or whatever you uh, feel, or Devi, what you feel close to. It's one, but then it is equally important to feel this inner being, just to sometimes try to be, uh, even mass, try to be vacant. I mean, just observe, or even if you intensely hear, then you don't think. Sometimes just stop this thinking constantly. Just be. Hmm? Just be. Yeah, yeah, trying to be, no? and uh, just... Um, and I think then intuition can come through also. It's much easier for intuition to, to come through. Because when you are always thinking, even those big scientists, when they say, no, it comes in a, in a gap. And I think Ma didn't think, and Ramana Maharishi also said, he was once asked, do you think? And he said, no, usually I don't think. And then he says, but I see you talking. Yeah, when, I, when I talk, I think. <laughs> I see you reading, when I read, I think. But normally I don't think. And what we do, we think constantly. No? So if we could just, when it's not necessary, when I don't have to do any work, when we just could think back into ourselves, my God, how blissful it would be, then we would get more and more close also. No? So You just now said English is not very important, correct? Yeah. If I understand, no, no, English, if I understood you, English right. medium, English, English medium. medium. Learn English by all means. Uh, no, no, English medium is not important for India. For the villagers. No, it's not important. It is a harm. Whether it is, it is a blunder. It's a blunder. It's a big it's a blunder. blunder. Yeah. That's what you are saying. Yeah. But you belong to Germany. Yeah. You would have read all your subjects in German. Yeah. We we are all from North India. Yeah. So we would have uh, uh, read only every subject in Hindi. Yeah. Then how will you communicate with ourselves? I learned English and you learn English. Yeah. And look, to, to put children into, if I had been sent at age of six to a German primary school and my books were in English and my parents don't speak English, what would I have done? I can't even make a simple match. The, the boys come to me, no? they say, or um, puts, in, puts in numbers in ascending order. It's so simple. They can do it, but they don't know what to do. 
how can a, a child know the parents don't know ascending number even they don't know i asked i asked somebody which i thought it is very common democracy do you know what democracy means nay loktantra acha so we we assume because somebody says thank you and come we think he knows everything because we know i i took long time for 20 years i didn't write english i came first time in 74 to india and i read aurobindo i i got the integral yoga of aurobindo and after two 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 pages i gave up it is english was just too complicated and at that time i had already been in, in new york i had worked at john f kennedy airport for two months i mean it's you can't download it you have to know it from your parents somehow you have to be in the environment and if somebody wants to go to america he learns it in in five months chinese learn it germans learn it french learn it that is not the issue and to push all these children into english medium that because somebody may go to america it's such a pain if they learn, don't learn anything i can really assure you and look at these toppers i am sure they all of all are fluent in english and you know the pisa study there was a um, um, program for p international students assessment and it is every 3 years now germany has slipped down and why has it slipped down because we have so many migrant children now who don't speak english very uh, german very well so it has slipped down but india took part only once in 2009 and ever since it didn't take part you know what happened in 2009 ten first uh, ranks number one i was think i was singapore and all asian countries japan uh, korea no and you know where india was 74 countries took part the last country 74 was kyrgyzstan just now uh, 74 was kyrgyzstan the first 10 were asian second 10 were europe somehow and america like this it went you know where two two states had taken part because they thought they were comparatively well in education himachal and tamil nadu guess 73 himachal 72 tamil nadu can you believe then they didn't take part anymore and they said it is language problem but it was not followed up of course learn english I learned my first language was Latin even though Latin is really dead if you had sanskrit as a first language i asked children in in orissa what is easier for you english or hindi hindi immediately they don't have i think sometimes this freedom of expression the freedom of expression is mostly curtailed in english education because the students don't have the words to express themselves and they would be so intelligent Indians I am convinced they are the most intelligent people on earth. I mean you can, can I think <laughs> No I mean Sankran Sanu who who I am very much in tune with him on this level uh, he he did a nonverbal uh, IQ test in uh, Himachal Pradesh and in America he's an NRI and in Delhi and the the american children the 10 best out of 100 the 10 best american children in himachal pradesh village children 30 were as good as the 10 best <laughs> and the delhi children were less 
And but if we go now to English medium, gone. I was once in Delhi, in, in, I was in an auto, and my auto came, came to stand at a red light next to a van with uh, kids, school. school kids. And they looked all, I looked at them, nobody discovered me. They all stared, they didn't talk with each other, they all stared ahead. It's so painful. Our village kids, they go every day to tuition. In, in Tamil Nadu, in the morning at 6 o'clock, I saw this little in the Fisher colony. I see them with a. Khan's, uh, what is it, um, planners of education. Can't they have some sense? I mean, I, of course, I know English. I think everybody knows English. It's not like this. I, I, I took 20 years before I, I, I once uh, wrote an article about Swami Chinmayananda. And uh, so I translated it into English. Uh, because I wanted to show it to him. So when I saw him, I gave him, so he went through it and said, you have put it, you have put it very, uh, uh, you, uh, you have put the thoughts across very well, but your English is very German. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's not, not natural that you are fluent in a language. Maria, uh, so the problem is not even comfortably, English medium, it's, uh, we follow Western, everything Western. It's, I'm so foolish. We, no? we By now you should know who we are. No? So that's the problem. <laughs> huh? Because we want to follow them and that is why. Yeah, but no, why no, do you still, uh, still want to follow us? Because uh, she has made the transition. She is able to show us an aspect which we have lost ourselves. Yes. Being uh, educated, at least the people in this room probably are more English media oriented, etc. I have had the, uh, 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 this difficult transition uh, at around class 10. But I would not like to comment on this any further. She has said as a speaker yes. quite a lot of things. I wanted to ask another question uh, because you have been to Germany at least till a very formative age and then you have been to India for a very long time. And you are also exposed to other Western countries. What do you think about what India projects as concept of secularism? But secularism is fully ultra in India. Uh, because you've seen the, no, no, I'm asking the, the speaker, please. Actually, I wrote an article about uh, Indian secularism is not secular. Because, I mean, it's just the opposite. Because you cannot divorce dharma from the state. So your own tradition must not be divorced. And the strange thing is that is the only tradition which is divorced. And the other uh, Christianity and Islam, they were in, in Europe, Christianity was mainly, they were, um, put in, uh, they were put in place by saying, now we are secular, we take your country, we, you we take your land and you don't have special privileges anymore and we treat everybody the same. No? Because they are so, you have to believe something irrational. And the, the religion used, to, used the state to enforce heresy laws. So when when we were allowed to get out of Christianity, then all this happened. So why would anybody look at the religion of, of somebody 
and give according to religion. It should be poor or those who need it. No? What is religion? You are saying that the way India interprets secularism it's wrong. is just opposite it, of the way yeah. Western interprets Yeah, yeah, but what is originally was meant, it is absolutely ultra. Because, yes. and, and you, and Hindu Dharma should not be divorced from, from, uh, from the state because should the state be atharmic? There are a lot of cases of conversion of Hindus, especially in the south, you know, we have people like Dinakarans who are running practically a conversion factories in some decades and especially among tribals and Dalits. Then we have, you know, for example, Bollywood wherein people are converting to Christianity and Islam just out of love as they say. So yeah, they're the case. The thing is there are a lot of converts. Uh, so do you ever see a future wherein these people can be, you know, moved back to Hindu dharma without creating any uh, fuss or any problem wherein the spiritual enlightenment is such that these people or at least a substantial chunk of them move back to Hinduism? I mean, this is my hope. I feel we have to work towards it. But as I said, I mean, those Bollywood people and those people who may have converted under Sonia's time, I think those educated people, they should realize it. I don't think they believe it really. And for Christians, I have hopes that they, after one or two generations, they get out because it doesn't make sense. But the problem is that by then, they will look down on Hindu and on their own tradition. They are so much pushed into looking down. And that is a danger. That is so, because somebody was saying, I don't know, he, his father was in the 50s or 60s when there was a, a fem, femine, famine, <laughs> when it was in Bihar. So one missionary came to the village and he said he will help them. And, uh, but he wanted them to bring their, their um, pictures of Devas and Devis and uh, to trample on them. Yes, and, and then they didn't do, they left. So uh, I, I just want to extend that uh, argument and say, how do we spread Hinduism yes, yes. in a very, very different, uh, I mean, we have, we have implantations and different kind of conversions and people leaving their religion. How do we, as, as a group, go ahead and spread, the, spread Hinduism? I don't really know. I mean, speak up is of course one one point. We have not to be af we we should not be afraid of speaking up, because it makes so much sense. And of course, you should know also that it makes sense. It does. You you have to you have to learn about it, and you have to be grounded in in you, and not be afraid to be called sangi or so. Sometimes people tell me if I would write what you write, um, I would be called sangi. So what does it matter? Maybe I can mention this, like when the Pope was in, in Mumbai, he was saying in the 21st century we will spread the cross in Asia and hardly any objection to it. And Islam says we have to spread Islam, not much objection to it. And if a Hindu says, we want to spread Hindu Dharma at the expense of those two other religions. It has to be at the expense. Then our own people will shout like anything. <laughs> that is the problem. And how we get them quiet, I don't know. And I mean, they should know. I, I heard that one congresswoman, I don't remember, we, a spokesperson, she converted to Christianity. I mean, she cannot be so foolish to believe it really that all that Swami Vivekananda will burn now in hell. And if he doesn't 
if she doesn't buy the whole packet, then what is, why did she convert? She could have put Jesus in her puja room also. My, no? Either you believe the whole thing that Jesus has saved you and he didn't save those because they didn't accept him as a savior. How, how can you believe it really? I feel I mean, there must maybe also some things like the temples, if, if temples would get again more power and would have some uh, lessons. Now so many people try to educate small children apart from schools. I have a question regarding the meditative experience. The meditative? Experience which you have had. Mm -hmm. So there's a school of thought that says that these meditative experiences are very good but they are completely subjective and they are not really reflective of this Advaitin concept of a Brahman. Okay. Yeah. So, and the other part is that uh, it is well known, even in meditation circles, that uh, unsupervised or random uh, meditation can also have bad effects. What are your ideas regarding these two issues? Regarding the first one, I remember a story of Ananda Mamma, which Atmananda told me. She said once a couple with their son came to her and they were maybe a little bit proud and telling Ma, imagine what happened. Our son was in the puja room and for hours he was in trance. Tears were streaming down his face and when he came back he said, Krishna was there, he played the flute for me. So maybe they expected also that Ma will appreciate it. You know what her reaction was? She said, if one doesn't have one's mind fully under control, one can see and hear all kinds of things. <laughs> so, not taking it too serious, but at the same time, I remember when I had very a lot of beautiful experiences, even out-of-body experiences, with my, um, when I was at the second guru, when I told him about he said, uh, it, don't take it too much, too seriously, it shows you are on the right path. No? But also I feel when you sometimes just feel this blissful feeling, it gives you an inkling that this um, this consciousness, this what I said, how can I love this emptiness, how can I love space, but this space is really loving and it's really Purusha or however you want to call it, or Shiva, no? that, uh, that it is really present. And I had, I had such amazing coincidences, which... Like I, I say one, I was um, traveling in, South, in North India, I was in Sikumba Mela 86 and then I went to Yamunotri and then I went to Varanasi and I, a friend of mine in Hamburg, he had an address from me only in South India because for months I didn't get, there was no mobile, no nothing. So for months I did not contact, connect often. So he wrote to my place in South India saying, uh, can we meet? I am coming soon to India. Can we meet? So uh, please write to American Express because I'm, I'm coming quickly and your letter may not reach. So I did not know of the letter, of course. And he went to American Express, no letter from me. And then I sit in a restaurant in Varanasi and the door opens and who comes in? I mean, I had no idea that he even was in India. No? Or another thing, uh, a, a friend of mine in Hamburg, she was uh, an Indonesian, half Indonesian and half Turkish. And uh, I was once in her room and she showed me pictures of her family. And she showed me a picture of her brother 
and said um, he lived in a cave in Almora for one year. And I thought at that moment, oh, I would like to meet this brother. I mean, no, it sounded very interesting. And I was in uh, at the um, Kala Chakra initiation of Dalai Lama in Bodhgaya once. And uh, there I lined up because a hotel, it was all full. They changed the lobby into a dormitory. So next to me, there was somebody with an Indonesian pass and I had my German pass and this person went away and I, we started talking. And then I said, you remind me of somebody, but she's only half Indonesian. Then he said, what's her name? Kunang Helmi, she's my sister. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, these little things, no? this really makes you feel, oh, it, it does react. If I am genuine, if I really want to know you, it may take some time. Don't expect that tomorrow some big things happen. But be steady and, uh, and put first priority on that. I appreciate your point that, you know, about uh, English medium, mm -hmm. that we should not have, a, we should not follow uh, English medium as our education. I fully support it. You also being, you know, educated in non-English medium. You suggest us to this audience, what three best things we can do to get it off. Because here the mindset runs, largely I believe, that English medium is the best. How can I, I'm, just, I'm just sensing the mindset which runs here may not be in this room, but yes, in India at large, it runs like that. So okay. what three things you suggest? Number one, one question. Second question is, there's a lot of attack going on us in terms of project 1040. Project 1040. Joshua Net. What we should do? What is your opinion Joshua about Joshua Yeah. Uh, conversion. Yeah, two questions. One is that is what, what three best things we should do to overcome that English narrative, English medium. Language is English learning is good. Even I also learned later on. I'm a non-English medium student. I've been all through. I appreciate it that we should teach our kids into you know non-English medium only. I what mean, is your three best bet for it? Start mother tongue languages in all states. Mother tongue definitely phase out, especially the missionary schools, because they make you look down on 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 your own tradition. Yes. I met. Uh, Gurukul system, wonderful, but even generally, no, earlier there were also Gurukuls, but there were also vernacular schools. So, facing it out and learn Sanskrit as first language, like I learned Latin, because it, it will, uh, how to say, facilitate learning other Indian languages. And it's much easier, even, even Kerala, even Tamil Nadu has so many Sanskrit words still. No? And then learn English also. And when you are 18, you know basic communication skills and most of the Indians don't know more basic communication skills who went to Indian medium school, English medium school. So, and second, uh, this, this uh, is, I, I have a friend who is very much uh, knowledgeable about this evangelical scene and he says you won't believe how well they are organized. And this, I've, we should also get organized somehow. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what to do. But they are, they have a mapping of all uh, all circles of all groups of all. They, they can do every, and they have so much money. So it's we. 
that's when I got so frightened when I moved to Dehradun that I thought, really, it is, there is danger. Because everybody, no, no, Hinduism will always survive. Yeah, Dharma will survive, the truth will survive, but will it be practiced? Will there be people who are allowed to practice? Like, look at Pakistan. I mean, these people were like you know, fully, no? but nobody speaks when this enemy, we, they are our enemy, our enemy. Nobody says why Pakistan is an enemy. Nobody says. 